Welcome to Understanding the Law Radio, your business success and legal information station. And now, your host, Peter Lamont. Hi, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm Peter Lamont, your host, along with my co-host, Brendan. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing KO. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. I meant to say okay. So, are you know what I do? You know what I didn't do there? What did you do? I didn't proofread. Well, I'm speaking, so technically, you know, whatever. But you didn't proof speak. I didn't proof speak, but you get my point. I do get your point, and that's the point of today's episode. Is that right? Well, not proof speaking, proof reading, proof reading. All right. So you think back to the the times when you were in school, uh-huh. and you would finish your work. Yep. And the teacher would say always to you, "Always finished first, by the way. I was I was the smartest. Oh, so then you're you're the the idiot that the teacher said, <laughs> "If you're done so quickly, why don't you go back and proofread your work?" Is That's that right? right? Is that, that what was happened the to you? worst? You know, happened to you all the time. All the time. I was the smartest in the class. Not ashamed to admit it. That's pretty bold. It's also untrue, but that's not the point. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> so when you think back to those those days as a student, and this is for everyone out there, everyone listening, you think back to, you know, perhaps writing a research paper. Maybe it was in college or high school or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you spent three hours writing the research paper or more. Right. And then you you have to sit down and proofread it. And that was the part that most people hated. It's but, the worst part. Well, it is the worst part, but it's actually one of the most important parts, and especially as it translates into a professional career. Is that right? Right. Now, this is, listen, if you happen to be a law student out there listening to this, or you're a business owner, whatever, whoever you might be, this is not something to overlook. You might say to yourself, these guys are talking about proofreading. Yeah, I'm talking about proofreading. You want to know why? Because it's critical. Missing a word, adding a word, not proofing that document mm-hmm. can actually cost you thousands and in some cases as we'll we'll go through later millions of dollars that's right you know in the world of today where everything is so fine print you know read it over a hundred times the law is complicated where if you accidentally miss a word you can end up you know in a terrible contract you don't even mean to exist you know right right and, and that brings me back to an instance where years ago we were settling a case and the party that we were settling with meant to say that they were dismissing the case with prejudice, meaning you can't bring it again, but they omitted with and instead added without prejudice. It was a typo, a a mistake. Mm -hmm. Right. So it should have been with prejudice. It was without prejudice. And it later on allowed one of the other parties who had been dismissed to create an issue and go back into the case. We're not talking about the specifics of that case, but my point is that... You should have th- proofread it. Yeah, that one word, with, without, caused mm-hmm. a, a good deal of, of difficulty. And, you know, the, this is something that you have to really focus on. Um, proofreading, really, has been around forever since the, the creation of words themselves on paper or papyrus, as it might be, Proofreading is something that always existed. In fact, Juno, you're the smartest in the class, huh? Uh-huh. Well, I took my time to proofread. <laughs> in fact, I think back to 1631. That's oddly specific. 1631, when the Wicked Bible was published. I don't remember that one. You're a little young. The Wicked Bible 
had one problem with it. Did it? Well, it might have had multiple problems, but the one problem that I know, and that's that's applicable to today's podcast, is that it omitted the word not from one of the Ten Commandments. Which one? Well, it basically read, thou shalt commit adultery. Oh, did it. I'm sure that's why it was referred to as the Wicked Bible. All right, so you're probably right. So here's the issue. You're reading the Bible, right? And you're reading the Ten Commandments, and you want to be a good— Especially if you're a Christian newcomer, you know? You're going to read this, and you're You're like, here are the Ten Commandments. Wait a minute. What? Great. I have to commit adultery now? Exactly. But what about my loving wife and my perfect relationship? Great. Here it is. It's in the Ten Commandments. I must commit adultery. Now, for some people— No choice there. That probably was a good backup. (laughs) You know, listen, honey, uh, thou did not want to offend thee, <laughs> but the Ten Commandments told Stated, me. Moses himself said, commit thou adultery. shalt commit adultery. I didn't have a choice. I had to commit adultery. That's right. Well, those, uh, those all had to be rounded up and burned, I believe. Uh, Parliament did not like it. Cost a lot of money. And, and probably a lot of marriages. That's that's true. So here's, here's an another example. To- oh, 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 you, you go, go first. I go first. Well, you're going to go second. I already went first. I want to talk about one more. All right. It's it's called the Pasta Bible. Have you ever heard of that? I have not heard of the Pasta Bible. There's a lot of Bibles today. Well, look. Let's just get down to the origin of things, right? I All mean, right. If, if yeah. Moses got it right, because well, that came directly from God and the Ten Commandments. It's men who didn't proofread. Well, let's talk about the Pasta Bible for a second. This was even worse if you want to look at it that way. This All isn't right. the actual Bible. All right. This is about pasta. It's a cookbook. It's a I cookbook. Believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's an Australian cookbook called the Pasta Bible. And it suggested that chefs season their meals with salt and freshly ground black people. Oh, my. I doubt that's what they meant to say. Of course. Right. I mean, it was something that. Should have been fixed. It should have been. I assume it was black pepper. 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 Right, right. Right. But like, how do you publish something like this? <laughs> do you, I mean, I can't even imagine. Um, Being a chef and reading the cookbook and getting the suggestion. Well, look, first of all, it's racist, right? right. Second of all, it's implying that you should eat people, which cannibalism. <laughs> so here, this pasta Bible is, is a racist cannibalism uh, meal. That, that's the Old Testament pasta Bible. Yeah, right. Those it's were the old funny. ways. So so this is just an example <laughs> of, of how horrific typos can be. Typos can be, right. And how but, proofreading could have saved them. Right. And you know what? In in today's let's send a quick text message or email. Right. I think that it's often overlooked this idea of proofreading because we're so quick to just send out a quick text and we're almost okay with typos. Right. We're fine with someone saying why are they so ducking mad at me? Right. Of course they are. But you know what? It's If you look at your text messages, I, I challenge you all, look at your text messages right now. All right. And see how many times you've texted somebody and there's typos and you know it and you're like, ah, forget it. I'm not going to fix it. Right? Right. And can you find Let's one right say now? I'm looking right now. I'm, I'm looking. Anything? Um, well, I don't text too much. Um, okay. Well, here's one that I got. It's amazing how things happen. It should have been so fast. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about an issue. Right. It says fat. Oh. It's, it's amazing, amazing how, how things, things happen, happen so fat. So fat. So fat. <laughs> but we're okay with sending these messages. 
Oh, here's one I sent. I'm talking about, let's see, this, this, I was talking about a general contractor, right? I send this text. This guy is a general contractor. Mm-hmm. I say that this guy is a general contracted dog. <laughs> wow. Now, how that happened, I don't know, but. I wonder if they'd take offense to that. Well, they probably would. Probably. They probably wouldn't build my fence. They would feel very rough. <sighs> but the point here is that we're, we're, we're <laughs> accepting of typos. Right. You look at your phone, you see how many times that you've made a typo or somebody else has made a typo. We don't proofread anymore. Tell Pro- us on Instagram how many times you've made a typo. <laughs> Proof, <laughs> proofreading, you know, for many of us is just a thing of the past. As a matter of fact, I have myself sent emails that I've dictated, and I'll say in my email... Uh, this was dictated, you know, while driving. Right. Please excuse typos. Mm-hmm. But really, you know, we, we really need to be more careful with what we're saying. Right. And I think that you got to get into a habit. If you're if you're a lawyer, you know, you own a business, you're involved in business. You have to be very, very careful with what it is that you're sending. Because one typo, which you might think is acceptable or don't worry about it, could have a lot of an impact. Right. In the professional world, uh, typos are a lot more devastating than they are in the text world. Yeah. So let's let's take a look at some of these. Here's an example of a really bad typo. A uh, lack of proofreading caused a lot of, lot of damages. In 1962, a NASA rocket exploded. The Mariner 1 launched on July 22nd, 1962. It was originally intended to fly uh, around Venus. It was unmanned, and it was just to collect scientific data. But as it launched, it veered off course and then exploded. Do you want to know why it exploded? Mm, Because of the engine? No, because there was a misplaced hyphen in the code. That was why it exploded. So one, one misplaced? One little thing. Caused it to explode. Now, I'm sure that not everybody's going to be dealing with extremely dangerous rockets. But, you know, that's all it took for uh, so much work to be, you know, destroyed. $80 million. It was an $80 million mistake in the coding Mm -hmm. because of one typo. Yep. Insane. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine being the guy who accidentally, you know, finger slipped. Well, you know what? Do you, I don't know if you know uh, Arthur C. Clarke, science fiction writer. I do not. He, well, he's a famous science fiction writer, and he actually called this event with the Mariner 2 the most expensive hyphen in history. I did not know it's that. It's actually I mean, the that's Mariner 1, very not true. the Mariner 2. Right, right. Right, but here, here's an idea, or here's an example of, of a typo that that's caused right. a significant amount of uh, expense. Absolutely. You want to hear another one? Yeah. So... <laughs> In 1988, uh, Banner Travel Services, a company in Sonoma, California, they put an advertisement on the Yellow Pages for an exotic vacation destination. But the Yellow Pages, once it was published, they looked through it, excited to see their advertisement, and found that they were being advertised as an erotic travel destination with an R instead of an X. So I'm sure I don't need to explain how that could cause some problems. This is very exciting for those people who read the Wicked Bible and realize that they must yes. commit adultery. They'll commit adultery at erotic travel destinations. That, that's perfect. Most of the elderly clients stopped booking tours, but large number of younger couples 
did indeed ask about it. Yeah, those are the ones reading the wicked Bible. That's right. Yeah, there you have it. So wicked people. Listen, and let's they, go they, commit they did adultery end up <laughs> on the erotic island. <laughs> they they did end up suing. So that's that. And, and you know, this is just. I mean, this we're we're making light of some of this, but in reality, mm-hmm. you know, this is these are serious issues that are created by a failure to proofread, and it happens all the time. Hey, do you have any more? I uh, I do. As a matter of fact, uh, in 2015, uh, one of Dutch Bank's clients, a hedge fund, randomly received a payment of six billion dollars, which as you'd imagine, is a large amount. And they ended up giving it back. The payment was a result of a mistake. A bank employee uh, and the internal systems were all to blame. Uh, and it was because of the, you know, the, the code and typos right there. And they did end up overhauling their system. But because of one typo that accidentally gave one of their clients $6 billion, you know, that could have ended a lot worse had they chose not to return the money that simply. Well, yeah, I mean, it, Deutsche Bank could have had other recourse, but I mean, this is this is right crazy. Absolutely, um, Google once in uh, 2009, the internet would not be working properly because if anyone tried logging onto a site, an error message from Google saying "warning, this site may harm your computer" would pop up. This is because someone added a backslash to a list of harmful sites. The trigger for this message did not it was the forward slash key. So every website, since it included a forward slash key in there somewhere, would uh, pop up with that message that it was harmful to computers. They did end up fixing it, but you know, for a while that was probably really scary. You probably thought your computer had a virus. Yeah, and I'm sure it cost. I don't know how it would have, but I'm sure it cost Google money, right? You know, and it certainly created a lack of trust mm-hmm. for. Uh, Google in certain certain areas you know and and here's another one a, a simple typo causes billion dollar legal error document generating programs save time and money and let you crank out common forms with a few keystrokes but they can also cause errors which lead to you know in in, in attorneys cases malpractice and can create a significant amount of money so in this one particular case, a paralegal who was working on General Motors' bankruptcy case inadvertently entered a J.P. Morgan loan number on an unrelated UCC form. And the error, which went undetected by the paralegal's supervising attorneys and lawyers at the bank, invalidated the bank's security interest of $1.5 billion in loans. That's a lot of money. Now, it was ultimately settled, this this dispute over this, but settled and and, you know, billion. You didn't get your $1.5 billion loan back. Right. And this is a perfect example of when, you know, a failure to proofread could have devastating, devastating effects. You know, um, another potentially high uh, high dollar typo came in a multi-million dollar divorce litigation Mm -hmm. that involved the owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Did it really? Yeah, there were inconsistencies in the prenuptial contract. One version um, had a list of his separately owned properties and, and was inclusive of the Dodgers. And in another version, it was exclusive of the Dodgers baseball team. Right. So 
The lawyer who drafted the contract said that he had garbled the language and never intended the team to become a joint asset. But here we are again where... Proofreading it would have saved you. Right. You know? this is, these are little words that we're overlooking because, you know, I, I've seen it happen before where maybe I've been so engrossed in the over, um, mm -hmm. overall structure of an agreement that, you know, you, you might miss things. But that's why we have people hired to proofread. Right. And, you know, uh, Harry Potter, you know, Harry Potter, there were a couple issues there in the list of um, tools and things you need required to go to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft craft and Wizardry. It states one wand twice. Uh, and another version of the book had the word philosopher in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone misspelled, which goes up for a lot of money. And, you know, it just goes to show there's no working field where typos don't matter because, you know, whether you're writing a book, you're flying rockets, you're trying to get divorced, you know, there's so many issues that can come up if you make a typo. And it seems to just follow the same pattern, you know, little typo, you don't even notice it, and then boom, a ton of problems because of it. Yeah, and, you know, I think that the easiest thing to do with with proofreading, because, look, I, I, I don't like it. Nobody likes it, right? Right, it's not fun. Especially but. if you've sat down and you've drafted something that you've been working on for hours and hours, you need mm -hmm. to take a break. But here's a couple tips. Number one, have somebody else proofread the work. Right. Okay. Number two, you go back and proofread it again after you take a break, mm -hmm. right? Put it aside, have somebody proofread it, go through and see what they've caught, and then you go do it again. Read it right. again after you've had a sufficient break from the document. Right. You know? It might not be fun. It's definitely not the most enjoyable activity. Spend your day. But it's necessary because you never know. You might accidentally explode a rocket. Yeah, or you could get or sued. write the, the the wicked Bible. Exactly, you could you could cause people to commit adultery. What if it had said, "Thou shalt kill"? That would have be been like the purge. A bad day. That's right. Right. So for uh, the next twenty four hours, thou murder shalt is legal. commit adultery, and thou shalt kill. And if you can't get tickets to Wicked Island or or, or exotic no erotic erotic island, erotic, erotic island, islands, then just do it wherever you are. Right. That's right. Because right. the the wicked Bible what says. The Bible says. But, you know, seriously, you've got to focus on these things, and that's why there are resources out there. You can go and you can hire a proofreader. Right. And if the document that you're creating or the deal that you're brokering is that important, then for God's sake. Just just read it again. Have somebody proofread it. You proofread it. Take the time to do it. And you can't proofread it when you've just finished writing it. You need to step away. That's right. You know what I just realized would be really funny? If the title of this episode was misspelled. But it's not because we proofread. Isn't that right? That's a good point. That's a very good point. Good point. But just know that we were clever enough to think about misspelling the right. title. Right. I thought about it, but I realized people wouldn't get it. So, you know. But we Imagine thought about it was it. misspelled. Right. You got to right. give us give us points yeah. for thinking about it. Some brownie points there. That's right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure that you share the episode with your friends and family. Let them know about UTL Radio. And please, if you get a second, take a minute just to rate us over on Apple. I, I or Apple, um, what do you uh, call it? Podcasts. iTunes, right, over at, at, at iTunes or anywhere that you listen to the podcast. It just, uh, it, it helps us. And make sure if you write a review that nothing is misspelled. Yeah, proofread it. Proofread your reviews. That's, that's right. That's going to do it. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. 
Make sure you follow Peter on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and stay tuned for future episodes.